Hey there folks, this is Cody. This is Cole. And today we are going to update you on the Hardly Habit, and then we have a fun topic for you. So, yeah. Hardly Habit. I'm actually going to flip through my papers because I kind of kept track of stuff. But if you remember, it was basically breakfast foods for dinner, dinner foods for breakfast, and lunch. You can do whatever you want. You could do breakfast again if you wanted to. Or yeah. dinner again, technically. <laughs> so, how did it go for you? Uh, it went about as well as most of the Hardly Habits in that I did it for the most part. And then there were some days where I forgot. And But for since I had already kind of established that, you know, I kind of already do this, it wasn't that hard to maintain since it was already a habit that I, uh, you know, had. Um, so, yeah, for the most part, I would start out my day. I mean, I... I didn't swap them entirely. I would just have breakfast more often. Uh, so I would start my days with a bagel, and I would probably end my day with a bagel. Okay, so you did half of it. You did breakfast for dinner, but not necessarily dinner for breakfast. I was about to say, <laughs> your your usual habits are breakfast for dinner, but not necessarily dinner for breakfast. Oh, absolutely not, um, because that requires some preparation. Did you, um, did you do dinner for now, breakfast at all? There are some times where um, I would, say if I was running to work or something, and I had forgotten to eat breakfast, I would run through, like, Crystal or something. So, yes, technically, I'd be doing, like, a savory dinner adjacent. I didn't prepare a dinner for breakfast, like, you, you might have. You didn't have to prepare it. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I had definitely done, like, like fast food for breakfast. Okay, okay. And not breakfast menu stuff either, so okay. I try to catch you on that. So you have a lot of experience with breakfast for dinner, so I'll ask you a quick question about that. Did you did you have any issues with that? Like did you have any like cravings to eat anything other than breakfast foods or did you were you just complacent with that? <laughs> well, it was just kinda normal ish. Like there wasn't like again, I didn't really go out of my way to do it, it just kinda happened. Um, but I've also been on a real bagel kick lately, so I have been wanting to eat them more often. So the days that I would start off my day with a bagel, I'd sit there and open up the fridge and like, oh yeah, I have bagels, and I'd make one for dinner. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm satisfied. And then I'd sit there and think like, oh, I did it, huh. Whoops, I probably should have ate something more. But other than that, no. Okay. And then those times you did dinner for breakfast, did you? have any issues there like they just didn't want to do it or something not really like um because it's it's like a loosely defined breakfast in which i'm woke up and i am on the way to work at like 11 so it's like 10 30 or 11 or okay yeah so it wasn't like a so it's not like you're like i'm not in the the mood to eat something because it's too early or anything yeah it would be like i need to eat something period and I'm, I didn't give myself enough time to, like, make a cup of coffee and whatever. I'm just going to run through Burger King or Crystal. It's usually Burger King or Crystal because those are just convenient to get through. And Crystal's doing, like, a really cheap meal deal at the moment. So, uh, okay. yeah. Like, well, uh, whoop, almost dropped my tablet. But As someone uh, who doesn't normally eat breakfast for dinner or dinner for breakfast... I'll discuss mine. And what yeah, I that's what I'll say. This is probably the pains I went through. No, <laughs> this is probably more of a trial for you than it was for me. I mean, I occasionally eat breakfast for dinner. Like when I was growing up, every once in a while we did the breakfast for dinner thing with grits and eggs and toast and bacon or sausage or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, which I really enjoy that. That's a fun that's a fun dinner. I always look forward to that. But then there's also other times where you just don't feel like making dinner. You eat a bowl of cereal. Uh, so I could see that. So that's my typical experience with it, but that's not very often. It's just every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Now, I hardly ever eat dinner for breakfast. Some people enjoy, like, the morning after pizza from the fridge, not even warmed up. I am not that guy. I hate cold pizza. I will warm it up. Some people don't eat. They like it cold. I don't get that. Okay. One thing, I can do room temperature pizza. I don't do cold pizza. I Some have people enjoy that. Pizza. That's a thing. I have done it. I don't love it as much as possible. It depends on either, A, how drunk I am, B, how hungry I am, or, th- like, I almost said A, B, and then three. Or three, and three. <laughs> how, like, I'm about to hit. Like, if it hadn't been in the fridge for long, so it's still got kind of, like, coldish, but it's, like, still not, I would not call it warm, but, like, the cold hasn't set in totally. Like, I've done that. But I am more okay with if, like, weirdly enough, if you leave the box out on the coffee table and then I wake up the next morning, I will walk over there and eat it. But if you put it in the <laughs> fridge, that is a different story. I am like, a, this is a weird sim thing. I don't know. What, like, I'm not a huge fan of leftover pizza. Like, some people just love it. And I'm just like, ah, eh. Oh, it's, not, it's not as good leftover, but whatever. The bread, it gets saying, chewy, yeah. you know? Uh, toaster oven, throwing the... Oh, that's uh, too much effort. <laughs> let's see, yeah, no. You got. Anyways, you I didn't even eat. I didn't eat leftover pizza, so that's not even part of it. So Saturday is when I started mine. Mm-hmm. Now I only did mine for five days straight, and then after that, I went and visited down back at home. So that's that's one of the qualms I have with doing this as a dedicated thing, is that if you're going and eating with other people. <laughs> then it's not like you can just go out and be like, do you have breakfast here? Yeah. Unless you go to Huddle Unless House. Unless you go to IHOP or, or Huddle House or, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Both so menus are there. But breakfast is difficult too, and I'll get to that. Yeah. So on Saturday, that was the first day I started it, I actually went to go uh, get my tire patched. There was a uh, slow leak in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I scheduled it for 730 in the morning, right? And I did that. And then uh, on the way back was that no that wasn't saturday either way it doesn't matter one of the days i was doing that and on the way back i was like you know what breakfast serves or <laughs> breakfast serves mcdonald's serves breakfast all day i wonder mm-hmm. if they serve lunch and dinner all day yeah. so i went in there in the morning i was like do y'all serve lunch and he was like no nah, you have to order something from the breakfast menu i was like well then <laughs> that's not what chick-fil-a does but yeah so uh it's a bit unfair to compare them to so that was uh that was the one bad experience if you're trying to eat dinner for breakfast. Most places don't serve dinner for breakfast, so you pretty much have to yeah. kind of make it or eat a late breakfast. But my schedule that I actually kept up with was Saturday. I didn't eat breakfast, so I was technically following the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that night I had muffins for dinner. Uh, Sunday I had white chili, and then that night I had cereal for dinner. Monday mm-hmm. I had white chili, and I had a breakfast bagel for dinner so i basically made a bagel sandwich um like with deli meat cheese and eggs on it oh you went a little bit harder than i did then yeah yeah not just i literally just not just cream cheese or something i just butter bagel toaster done not necessarily that order breakfast bagel sandwich i ate the toaster first but yeah (laughs) and then on tuesday i had uh i made a frozen pizza Mm mm-hmm Oh, for breakfast? Ooh, that's a one. That one's rough. 
Why? <laughs> I don't know. That one just struck me as like a. Uh, what do you? The white chili didn't strike you as. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it made sense. Like you already had the chili prepared. Well, the frozen pizza I prepared it that morning, and I ate it, and then I had the leftovers. <laughs> I left it out the thaw. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't actually frozen. I cooked it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I saved half of it and ate the other half on Wednesday for breakfast. <laughs> okay, see that one makes more sense to me. <laughs> Anyway, Tuesday night I had, oh, Tuesday night, McDonald's did come in clutch. Nice. I was trying to watch a baseball game, and I was like, I really don't feel like making anything. Um, and honestly, I, like, eating dinner for breakfast wasn't as big of a deal for me as I thought it would be, because I thought it would be a bigger deal, because I usually don't like eating big breakfast early in the morning, because yeah. I don't have that much of an appetite. But I've learned now, I think it's, I don't feel like eating overly sweet breakfast, which is what a lot of breakfast is in the morning. Yeah, like... Or something with just, like, a ton of flavor, like something really greasy like sausage. But if I eat something, like, pretty tame, like, dinner's dinner's usually not super strong flavors. I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, it's a bunch of stuff that kind of adds together. Breakfast tends to be, like, one big thing. Or yeah, like really greasy or really sweet. Things. Yeah. So, like, actually, I didn't have as much trouble in the mornings as I thought I would. I thought I'd have trouble, like, where I just wouldn't feel like eating it, but... Mm-hmm. Not an issue. Now, I actually had more trouble at dinner time than I thought I would. I got really tired of breakfast food. I was like, I want something more substantial. <laughs> it's kind of hard to eat a salad for breakfast or vice versa. Yeah, so. Man, I can go for a salad. Uh, but, yeah. I went to McDonald's on Tuesday night and got a chicken biscuit and a sausage biscuit. Ooh. And then on Wednesday night, I had a burger and fries from Central Park. Oh yeah, that's right. You went to Central Park. Yeah, that's a the a really local place. We won't go into. I don't even detail. know if it's <laughs> super local. It's just an old chain of restaurant that doesn't hardly exist anymore, from my knowledge. Yeah, but yeah, that's for nobody but us. But uh, so, so that was my hardly habit. I I had a lot more trouble with the dinner. I got really tired of breakfast foods because for me, like. There's a lot less variety of breakfast foods mm-hmm. than there are in variety of dinner foods, so it gets old quick. See, yeah, and I... And that's coming from a guy is, who eats the same thing all week for dinner. Yeah, I um, I work at, you know, Starbucks, so it's like I have an option, like multiple options of breakfast right there, and we like we have plenty of breakfast sandwiches, like the chicken sausage, bacon biscuit, and stuff like that. Like, it's there, so it it was pretty easy doing mine. And it's also, like, a ton of options because it's basically just, like, I've already ran through the options of, like, what breakfasts can I eat for dinner and not get tired of? Um, So, like, this was kind of just normal for me almost. I also keep weird hours, definitely different hours than you do. And um, I'm kind of used to having to change my menu selection uh, based on what hours I was awake. Um, True. Like, there's been plenty of times where, like, Caitlin and I have driven over the next town and, like, went to Huddle House or something at, like, 3 in the morning, and then I've gotten a steak. Like, just because, why not? I wanted yeah. a steak. I wanted a baked potato. I don't care what time it is. Um, that's where diner-type places would come in handy, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, that's my thing is, like, if you want to do this, you have to be near a diner. Because, like, you can go to Waffle House and get a grilled chicken breast at, like, 7 in the morning. You can also get a cup of coffee and some scrambled eggs. You can't get some french fries, however. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's that's dog shit. But if you get the, um, 
You can get some hash browns extra crispy, and that kind of does the job. But, you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> I don't know. I used to just I, – I used to hold breakfast foods on a pretty high pedestal. Be like, yeah, breakfast foods are great, but they're not all they're cracked up to be. I just – there's I don't know. They get old quick. There was um, one time – like, part of, like, when I started chopping and screwing with what meant, what breakfast meant and, like, what – breakfast foods air quote foods were it was like i used to work for like a buffet and um there was one time where we were out of um uh, hash browns like we had hash browns on the buffet and they were basically just you know tater rounds the chick-fil-a style hash browns and they were good just put I some d- tater tots out <laughs> no different french fries uh we like we were out and like this is a particularly we were running a skeleton crew in the morning to the point that my the store the restaurant manager was the only cook who could come in in the morning or a person who could cook who would come in the morning so this woman was pulling like 20 hour days and also had to like make sure that we were stocked and stuff like that needless to say she was stretched thin <laughs> and uh so like at one point uh she was like we're out of this we were on top of a mountain, so it wasn't like an emergency truck could come up or anything like that. And um, so she went and grabbed some french fries out of the freezer and just threw them fried and put them out because it's a fried potato product. Who gives yeah, a shit? Yeah, meets it. And to be honest, I was excited about it because I was working. <laughs> I just happened to be working that shift. And like there were multiple guests who were like, this is horse shit. French fries shouldn't be on a breakfast buffet, whatever. And I'm sitting there going, like, it's still a fried potato product. What's your deal? You're going to put ketchup on it anyway, dumbass. Like, <laughs> and, and like, I, I mean, I did not see the issue at all. I was on her side on that one. But, you know, whatever. Customer's always right. But, you know. So I'd say overall with this hardly habit, I so went is, away. Is this I one would... that, you were, that you will continue to do? Oh no, no! I wouldn't advocate <laughs> I it. I, I didn't that. enjoy it, and it is a it is an exercise in food preparation because most people in the mornings don't have time to cook, no. like something substantial. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of it kind of sucks because in the evening, like cooking is kind of like a little break from doing something. Like for me, for doing schoolwork, um, so cooking and you know watching a TV show while I eat or something is a little break. Yeah, but I used you don't I used get that when it's just breakfast because it's too quick. <laughs> like I, I would purposely like I would almost use eating as procrastinating, which isn't like the best way to say it, but like it's, it's not also, a good strategy. <laughs> it's important. I mean, I wouldn't eat constantly, but it's one of those like I made it a thing that I would never do work while I am eating. Yeah, um, so you have a break. Yeah, so it's a break, and it and or a Kit like, Kat bar because you are supposed to. Um, you're just saying that because you just ate one. But um, it, but it's it's one of those things that you are supposed to eat, and sometimes when people get into an overworking cycle, they won't eat. So it was kind of a win-win that I wanted to not work for a little while, and also I didn't need to eat. So now, what I did like about this hardly habit was how it challenges, like kind of like what you mentioned too before, it challenges the status quo of like this is a breakfast food, this is a dinner food, because there are some things I'm like. You know, I would eat this for breakfast. I don't really care. White chili in the morning, that was actually really good, especially on a cold morning. Yeah, I bet. Like, it's a savory meal that you can make a bunch of and just go to town. Like It's a lot better, it's a lot better than the other, like, uh, like a warm breakfast. Like, or... Well, I was going to say it's better than the other warm breakfast, like oatmeal or porridge or grits. No, just make some chili. <laughs> I love oatmeal, but I prefer oatmeal as a snack than I, I do a breakfast. Hate oatmeal. I oatmeal. It's one of those food items where I try and like it, but... Every time I try and like it, it just, 
Mm. You know what the tip is? Key don't buy it. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know. People tell me something. that. People tell me that with coffee too. They're just like, just add more sugar or creamer. I'm like, no, it doesn't. No. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like you know, just get a latte then. <laughs> well, here's Either. the thing. Uh, latte doesn't come with sugar, bud. But you, you can, tell me there ain't no sugar in those syrups, those sh- uh, flavors. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta add the flavor though. Oh, I get the flavor. I don't get no plain about cappuccino say, or latte. I was about to say, if you're getting a plain latte, you're a stronger man than I thought, Mr. Steen. I've up. gotten them before, but they're missing. They taste like they're missing something, you know? Because they are. They're missing the sugar. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I think that wraps up the Harley Habit. Do you have anything to add? Something you liked or disliked about this Harley Habit? Would you suggest it? Advocate it? I I mean, I'm not going to suggest the Harley it. Habit, but it's more of just... It's not. I'm not gonna suggest it because I disliked it. It's more of just like a. I'm not gonna suggest a hardly habit. I'm gonna suggest take a good hard look at what you eat, and think about it for three minutes. Like like challenge the status quo. Challenge like what you eat for your meals. Because here's the thing: it doesn't fucking matter. Like it doesn't matter if you eat after six. We invented time. We invented now. That being said, if you're going to bed at eight, obviously eating about an hour or two before you lay down to go to sleep, (laughs) you're trying to lose weight. That's a different story. But if you're not going to bed until two a.m. And you're sitting there going like, oh, well, I got to eat at 6 because my body knows it's 6 p.m. No, it doesn't. Like, <laughs> it's categorically untrue because of the fact that if you are living in a basement underground with no source of light or anything like that, your body forgets what time it is. You can eat anything you want, anytime. And if that includes a, pa- a it's a fried potato product, I don't care because, like, it, it's still going to be good. It's still going to give you what nutritional value. It can be rice for breakfast. What is grits but rice? I don't like grits. I like rice. Let's do that. I don't that. think they're the same, but <laughs> it's, there's some different ingredients. But like you know, it's it's still like a starchy, and my cord is tangled up in my chair for some reason. But like, it's you know, it's just one of those like, don't. I'm not suggesting the hardly have it, but more of just like I'm suggesting people to try it because it will contextualize what you're eating. I think that's what folks could learn from it. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. All right, so let's get to the real topic. So this week we are going to discuss shopping. We yeah. have, you know, Black Friday, big shopping periods coming up or shopping times coming up. Yeah, y'all know that as soon as, ha- like, as soon as it's November, 11, people start going out. 11.01, 12.01 a.m., it is now shopping season because uh, apparently we can sit there and hold on to Christmas for multiple days in a row. And we can hold on to Thanksgiving for a couple days, but as soon as Halloween's gone, get all that spooky shit out of here. Which, I, yeah, I'm bitter. But it's, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's shopping season, and, um, oh, buddy, it sucks. But we're talking kind of about shopping, and why why do we think people like to shop? Other than just what drives you to shop? Yeah. Because like, everybody, everybody, uh, Everybody like shopping to varying degrees, and the, even the people who say that they that they don't, I'd be willing to bet that they do somewhere. It just it depends what they're shopping for. Yeah. So I, th- their eagerness to go shopping changes depending on what they're going to go buy. Yeah. Typically, people associate you know older men, like probably like most of your fathers, like or, oh I don't want to go out and shop, but no, it's like shopping. <laughs> you take them to else. the right place, and they they get don't want to shop; they want to purchase. That's it. That is true. They and I'm also like that too. I don't like to go out and necessarily look for something. Yeah. 
Because then I know that, I mean, you know you can find something. Be like, oh, I do kind of want this. And either you get it, and you kind of feel bad because you didn't really need it. Yeah. Or you don't get it, and you kind of feel bad because you're like, no, I kind of want that. Something I didn't even know about. Yeah, it is. You are opening up your heart to desires that you did not know you had. And opening some, up Pandora's box. Opening up Pandora's box. Because sometimes you can find something, and you won't forget about it. Like, we were actually at um, Ross earlier today, which is, if y'all don't know what Ross is, I'm sorry. But it's like, um, it, Caitlin found this uh, pretty kick-ass shower curtain that had, like, it was white with, like, outlines of black cats. And we have a black cat whom we love very much. And and they're, like, doing various cutesy positions and stuff like that. And she was, like, and that was, like, last week when she found it. And she was, like, she sat there and was, like, I, I want to buy this. But here's the thing, like, I want to buy this, but, you know, my check hasn't come in. I haven't paid for stuff yet. So I need to wait. But there's a very real chance that this isn't going to exist next week. We went to Ross today. It was gone. And we both sat there and were like, no, no. Because, like, Ross See, is one of those so now stores. you're upset. Yeah, and now we know that, <laughs> like, and, and Ross is one of those stores that, like, its stock can change literally, like, week to week. Because it's it's kind of a, it's not a thrift store a la, like, Goodwill or Salvation Army, but it is basically a discount They take, like, store. older season clothes right discount it yeah like older season clothes and other products i found a the only reason that strife i found nerf strife um that i found was that is because they've done like they've released like three in the past year of varying different color schemes and this was the original uh orange one and i'm telling you like that stripes are pretty popular to modify and that one was like literally half price that was not bad at all but i didn't pick it up of course because i already have one but uh that's again besides the point but Hmm. Um, I think it should go, since I literally, my first example was Ross, I feel like it goes without saying that it may be clear that I really like to do thrifting, uh, not necessarily antiquing, I, even though it started as antiquing, but it's more of just like, I like to go shopping for stuff that you can't necessarily find at just like Walmart or, you know, something like that. I don't really care about seasons of fashions. I literally will wear a summer shirt in winter. I mean, provided I'm wearing the appropriate amount of jacket. Assuming yeah. you're comfortable. <laughs> Assuming that I'm comfortable, I'll wear whatever the hell I want. And um, and that's kind of the case with shopping is that sometimes, I, like, as I was saying, like, I may not know what I want, but when I see it, that's when I want to get it. And if it happens to be $3, then that's also pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think the thrill of the hunt does motivate a lot of people. For me personally, the thrill of the hunt is also exciting uh, in some situations. <laughs> and also, now, if I just want in your case, <laughs> I would say if I if I literally just want to buy something, then the thrill of the hunt is not fun. If you have to go to three different stores, you're like, okay, I just want to find it and get it. But it's kind of an obligation at that point. But I do enjoy the thrill of the hunt. Now, my uh, shopping is different. I really enjoy collecting military surplus firearms. Mm-hmm. So not to get too deep into it, but you know, it's it's like you don't go to a store. Thing, yeah. yeah, you don't necessarily go to the store and be like, "Oh, this is the military surplus firearms store." Yeah, like you find can, your rifle that you want. No, like, you have you to can't search get this for these at, things. Like, like it's not necessarily like going to Academy or even the big box of stores that do sell firearms. You're not gonna get just anything. Yeah, you kind of have to go to the local gun shops that do that buy used firearms from people and then resell those. And you never know what they're gonna have, so or that's kind of fun. Or hope for an fun. estate sale, like 
something like that or like i personally there's a website that's kind of like a a blog website or not blog but a forum mm-hmm. website where people to talk and tell people what they're looking for and stuff like that um but that's always fun you kind of that's that's really like hunting because you can't like there's no guarantee of what's going to be available yeah and then there's a lot of times where i will search that site the forum site and just I'm not fun. necessarily. I'm not even planning to buy anything, but I just kind of scroll through. One, I like to keep up, keep track of prices and everything. Two, I just like to see what's out there, see if there's anything I don't know about, see if something's cool, blah blah blah. And nine times out of ten, I'll scroll through like ten pages and I'll find a lot of cool stuff. I'll throw it into my library of saved discussions and Call probably never night. reference them again. But just. Yeah. You know, some of them are cool. I, I may not have an intention to buy it, but, you know, if I do stumble upon something at a good price, then, yeah, I do, you know, I have bought some things off of there, so. And, and like, just to be clear, like. Completely legal. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, we need to also facilitate, like, there are multiple, like, checks that go into this kind of stuff. You're not just buying it off of Google, essentially. But, you know, we're not here to discuss that. But um, it is it is the theme of the hunt, or, like, the thrill to hunt. I like to, I you may have picked up on a little bit with that, but I don't think I've mentioned it at all on this podcast, but I really like Nerf guns, Nerf blasters rather, because gun is not a word that we like to say in the hobby. And to do that retail, like Walmart style is inordinately expensive. So I like to go to Goodwill and stuff like that and pick up what, uh, Jimmy got grounded and, uh, mom went and donated all his stuff. So that's for me to deal with. Also like finding broken stuff and fixing it is super rewarding. Um, and you know, it it can be a lot of fun to do that. Um, so I've been able to maintain like a collection just based off of old stuff that nobody wanted anymore. And it's been a lot of fun. And so like thrifting kind of, you know, if you need to do it, then that's good because obviously like Goodwill and stuff like that can serve as like, there's been times where I've needed shirts for work and I haven't been in a very good position. Like I just needed like black button ups. Cause you know, clearly I was working in a restaurant or something and I would go to Goodwill and you can't throw, you can't throw a stick in there without hitting a black button up. And, um, uh, <laughs> now that being said, like sometimes, uh, the hunt is worth it. Cause I also like going to Plato's closet, which is like, you know, kind of a step up from Goodwill. Cause like they'll have like stuff that's in season as far as fashion goes. And you know, I, I've made it clear. Yeah, and I don't think that one's necessarily donated. I think people get, like, store credit or something. Yeah, they get store credit if it matters. Or, like, if if it applies to the clothing item in particular, you'll get store store credit. If if it doesn't, they'll tell you it's garbage, and then there is a thing that you can go uh, donate in the parking lot usually. Um, I was going to say, so just because of the way that operates, the way that works, nicer things people don't want to just give away. They kind of want to, like, get something back out of it. Oh, they don't absolutely. Or something. So it kind of has a little bit nicer clothes, from what I understand. Yeah, it's not wholly altruistic, but um, like I've when I used to work at Lucky, I would, I had the thought of um, using my store discount to buy a pair of jeans to turn like that I might not, or like buy something on clearance or something, and then turn around and go like hand it off at Plato's for store credit. Um, I never did do this because. Not because it was like morally wrong. I just didn't have the money to do it. Like I want to be very clear. I would have done that. But, I don't uh, know how financially feasible that would be. How many, how much discount do you get? <laughs> uh, it was like seventy five percent on three items uh, per month, or it was like three 
like I could do three accessories, three hats, or a oh, hat would be an accessory, but three shirts, three pairs of pants, you know, accessories, whatever, a month, 75% off. So say if I like knew the the rate, which that was the main thing that kept me from doing it, was like I didn't know what the Play-Doh rate would do. Like if I had known that rate, I would have 100% would have done that because like you got to game the system while you're on the inside, man. Yeah, so thrifting is a lot of fun, and it's kind of that hunt of like you don't really know what's available. I like scrolling through Craigslist. Uh, this is also kind of in the nerfing category. It's like if you know you want something, if you know what category of thing you want to buy and what you want to do, shopping can be fun. Yeah, like let's say you don't have a very specific thing. You know you want to get something kind of in this category. You can look in that category and see what deals you can find or like maybe something you weren't completely thinking of, but something that's in that category. That mm-hmm. could be fun. That's kind of like what I envision with the topic I discussed before. That kind of brings me up to this other theme that I have and be like, I think people are addicted to good deals sometimes. There have been times where I've seen some really good deals where like, well, I, I can't, I know I don't want to, sp- yeah, I know I don't want to spend the money at, uh, like right now, but man, it's going to be gone. I'm not going to be able to get it again, especially oh. in my case. <laughs> yeah. Especially in your case with like, good Lord, especially with firearms and stuff like that. When, the, and it could be for cars too. It's like any, like, like big anti-collectible item. type things. Yeah. Any collectible just pop up. big item. Like I used to do it for airsoft too. Like basically if it you know, launches a projectile, the two of us are 100% interested in it. But there's been... board, rubber like, band guns. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we start... We were making our own at one point, but, like, you know, I've done the same before, just, like, seeing something at a certain price, and you're like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. I will never if, find this again. <laughs> if it's not me, it's going to be some other ding-dong. And usually with collectibles, like, you know, like, with the way the collector market works is there's a lot of collectors out there, and they once they buy it, they just hang on to it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I. That's you know, they could be hanging on to it for twenty years, forty years, sixty years. You never know. Yeah. Um, and or typically it could be some Call of Duty kid, like God forbid, if some like <laughs> Call of Duty kid who gets it and like doesn't know what it is or something. I'm gonna break it or something. <laughs> it's just like, oh no. Like well, that's do- the other thing that's the other thing you're always hoping for with collectibles is that someone gets passed down something, they don't know what it is. They're still yeah. like, ooh, I'm about to get a good price. Mm-hmm. Somebody doesn't know what they got. It's kinda like the appeal of like trading cards even. Like um if you like have somebody who like, yeah, my son really likes used to really like Pokemon cards or Magic the and Gathering. Then your mom selling it at the yard sale for like five dollars for a box of a thousand cards or something. And then you flip through for a second and you see like I don't know like a Hollow Charizard or a Black Lotus card or something or like, like for that. baseball You're, cards you see like some cards with people's bats or jerseys in them. Yeah, like so, you know like crazy stuff that the parents like don't really keep track of. Exactly, like it was one of those things that like. Uh, that's why I picked up that Vulcan in a heartbeat. Like, because there are certain blasters uh, in the Nerf market that, like, if you don't... Like, the Vulcan, you cannot tell if it works 100% if you are missing the belt. The belt, it's because it's like a belt-fed machine gun, just for those who don't know. But um, if the belt is missing, you literally cannot tell. It, it will not, like, prime or nothing. So, like, it seems broken. So if somebody loses something, it's hard to tell if it works. So you just donated a Goodwill. So, or if, like, some blasters, if you prime them and they are empty, 
they will not shoot. So I have made it a habit where I'll keep a Nerf dart in my truck. So if I go to Goodwill, I'll take it out and I'll walk in with it. And Smart I'll, man. And I'll like load the blaster. Like I'll sit there and if it's ja- if it's not jammed, of course, I'll sit there and like load it and then prime it into my hand. And if it shoots, I'm like, all right, I'm t- I'm grabbing this. I or do the exact same thing at Academy on Dicks when I'm looking at real firearms. Yeah, with real <laughs> firearms and just load a bullet into it. And no, no. that's not good. That's, we do not condone that. <laughs> we don't condone that. It's also highly illegal, and also they won't let you do that. But <laughs> all for humor. Yeah, all in the podcast. Don't we do like it. to t- we like to tell jokes here, y'all. I don't know if y'all noticed, but um. Yes. But so typically in collector markets, you also know that the value is going to continually go up. Oh so when my you God. see those deals, I mean, I, I know I've seen, oh man, I've seen a Luger, uh, double day Luger for twelve fifty before. And I was like, oh, I have to get it, but I do not have twelve fifty. <laughs> yeah. Like just for reference, like, especially in the firearms market, this is, uh, we really don't need to give too many suggestions in this, but like, especially in like when it comes to, <sighs> when it comes to like hi- historical stuff, it's really hard to just walk down to the gap and get that. So if it's yeah, like a certain say. print, it's kind of like, I mean, again, I'm going to go back to trading cards. It's, if it's like a mistake print or if a certain, if you knew, like, for instance, if it was original, like, Sugihara art for, like, Pokemon or something like that, oh, my God, get that. It's just one of those, like, it's super contextual. So, like, it could be Charizard, but, like, it could be literally the fifth edition and it's not worth anything. Or it could be literally first edition with like where it's like and char fart or something like that in the printing or something. <laughs> and like, oh, my God, that's worth a lot. And, and sometimes it's fun because you're also kind of gambling at it, too. Like you're looking at something that's like, oh, I think that's, you know, like a rare version of this. Or, like, yeah, like, you know, but I can't exactly tell. But he's selling it for such a good price. I don't really want to ask and pique his interest you know, yeah. You, I just want to buy it at that price, and you, maybe game. I get something. It's you like were, gambling. You are now playing a game where, like, if you were too interested, they might raise their price. They and might. It might raise some suspicion. Yeah. It's also a fun haggling thing. That so happens, there's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah, like it's it becomes because like I never pay prices that are posted for collectible type things. I'm just like, nah. <laughs> yeah, like it gets kind of. It's t- like Pawn Stars. <laughs> I could give you 15 bucks for it. Um, yeah. And you, like, you heard the guy who just priced out your thing. Like, I mean, even when that was like a really big thing, I don't really have television at the moment, so I can't tell you how, if it still is, but like that's, I used to love Pawn Stars when it came out. Cause it was just cool seeing what people It's kind of what we're into the collectible historical area. And then, Oh, absolutely. And like, I would be that guy who would go into an antique store and find a gas mask bag and then hide it behind something because I knew that, like, I wanted to find that in, like, a week. Um, and then it's great because... I'm also the guy at Goodwill who digs through the stuffed animals because people do that for Nerf blasters. It is confirmed. <laughs> like, I know... Because, like, we're all... I, we're all in the same, set, like, group in Facebook. I know y'all's tricks. I ain't no... I ain't a dummy. Like, come on. Like... You're telling me you found a Han Solo blaster in the stuffed animal section? I bet. I also found something in a cabinet, too, but you don't see me, like. <laughs> like <laughs> but um, it's 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 fun hunting for stuff. And, like, one of my favorite, like, uh, we hadn't really gotten to a segment or whatever, but, like, I wanted some red high-top Converse's, like, Converse shoes. And, I, and, like, in my shoe size, too. And, like, thrift shop shoes are, I mean, it's hard, right? And even Play-Doh's. Because usually the people who are donating their shoes are apparently size 15, and they're low tops. And I am neither 
I'm not because everybody keeps the high tops. And um, have you have you given away your low your high tops? Absolutely not. So yeah, everybody keeps the high tops. I'll die by the high tops. So like the hunting process was something that I did for two years, just going to various Plato's closets off and on because I wanted red high top Converse because I found some red low tops that I bought. Because I just wanted Converse and I wasn't going to buy them brand new. Because, oh my god, I walked into a Converse store and that decided that I wasn't going to buy them brand new. <laughs> and um, Because, to be honest, Converse aren't that utilitarian of a shoe. And, you know, whoops. Like, I, I knew I wanted them, though, because I just... I I had worn regular white guy tennis shoes for too long at that point. And, um, and that was kind of the decision behind that. And the day I found them... Because, like... I tend to, when I go to Play-Dohs, I tend to look for shoes just because, like, I don't look for shoes at, like, Walmart or something because you got to open up the box and you got to look at them and you got to make a whole production. You got to put them on and walk around a little bit. And I never <laughs> go to Payless. So, like, going to Play-Dohs where they're all, like, lined up right there, it gives you, like, a window into it. Like, I bought boots there. Like, I have bought a decent amount of shoes just, like, at Plato's just because it got to the point that Caitlin was like, look, you cannot buy another pair of shoes. Like you have, you have more shoes than I do at this point. And like, <laughs> which was fine. I don't mind that too much. I just like having fresh shoes. I would t- have to turn around and donate them though, because like I was starting to have too many, but the day I found high top and like, yes, they are a size bigger, but it's like the difference between like nine and 10 is negotiable. And, uh, I found them and they were the perfect red and I'm telling you dude I could have cried because I had I was on that hunt for two years and they were $14 and that was a whole like I don't know 50 bucks cheaper than what I would have found them normally and it was so validating like it was just one of those like you know there's something that people say that like ah you shouldn't let material possessions run your life but you also have to consider that it, like most animals that display intelligence in the animal kingdom like shiny stuff and they like certain things and it's totally okay for us to like things it is the when you get addicted to the deal where you see like the extreme couponer shows that are buying like 40 bottles of shout tide or you know well, just, like sometimes people will buy stuff just because it's a good deal yes and, and black friday yeah, some of those aren't actually deals. They're they're the same price. Yeah, you're getting conned, and like, and I know people that literally just like buy stupid shit that they don't need. Like, I know people. Oh, but it was only five dollars. Yeah, like, and I can't. I'm literally just going to say this because I know them, and I can't because like it's such an ideal that I can't <laughs> get behind that it's almost going to seem like I am I am targeting them with this. But I know well, people it's like, who buy stupid it's like people shit are like, because it's like, oh, it was half off. And I'm like, you've never needed this <laughs> thing. You've never – well, I might. And it's like, no. <laughs> if you're going to do it makes the well, me I think, might, go to Goodwill. Like, it makes me think of like Belks and JCPenney. They're, uh, they're going on the wayside. But, you know, they're typical deals where they're like, you know, this is 60% off its normal price. TJ Maxx does the same thing. They're like, this is 80% off normal price. I'm like – yeah, but you have your normal price marked at like $120. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, I don't think that's the actual normal price, first of all. And here's the thing, all. like, I've been behind the counter. I may not have been the guy who, like, was making the prices, because Lord knows enough people tried to blame me for that. Christ. And <laughs> But, like, when it comes down to it, like, it's like, oh, but it's 30% off. And I'm like, yeah, but it's also stupid expensive. 
Like, these pants are stupid yeah. expensive. And I'll tell you, like, Lucky Brand jeans are pretty good, but Jesus H. We were the outlet, and we were still too expensive. But well, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is people are like, oh, look, I saved $40. I'm like, no, you no, spent you didn't. $60. You still spent $60. <laughs> if you weren't going to spend that money, and, like, this is our dads are about to come out in this. If you yeah, weren't going to spend that money beforehand, you didn't save then that Then you money. didn't save you anything. Spent you spent it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But our dads are also, your dad is much better about buying stuff for him than my dad is about him. Because dad is impossible to shop for. I bought him a shovel for Christmas one time, y'all. A shovel, a round nose shovel at Goodwill for $6, and he still said that I did too much. <laughs> He's a tough man to shop for. But, um, you know, still love the death, but whoo, just pick something. It's Christmas. But, like. But there is something very uh, validating about if you have something very, very specific in mind that you want and you know what price you want to get it for, you should be able to get it for, and you search for it. I'm talking about for years because I have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like a dream, kind of like a dream purchase of yours or like something that's like a dream to own. Yeah. And like my you know, first, per- my hmm. first uh, firearm purchase, you were there for that one. Um, yeah. And that was a good find. That's something cool because you find it in person bro, at in the person, local store, you know. Like, and it was one of those, like, uh, I walked in with X amount of money, and I knew, like, I wanted to find it. And it's to the point that we had multiple friends who were at the same uh, the same situation. They were like, hey, I found one. Send me a text. I walked over there and bought it because, like, I knew I wanted it. And I still have it. It's tucked into my bed. Like, it's literally still there. Like, it was a damn good purchase and also i'm celebrating its 100th year old anniversary it's 100 years old now no yeah like over 100 no 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 it was dated 1918 okay so it's 2018 baby and that thing's still singing like that's such yeah. it's so cool to me that is very cool and then i have a uh, my my story was the p38 that i was looking for for a long time i knew exactly which one i wanted mm. i knew like down to like specific manufacturer and all that stuff which is getting into the nitty-gritty. Yeah. And, you know, I searched for multiple years. I knew what price I wanted to pay for it. I, I saw all the examples that were too high, I felt like. And I waited, abided my time. It's one of yeah, those... I earned it. <laughs> it's also one of those that, like, people can try to sell it for too much. As in, like... Oh, yeah. You know, that's like, that's That's the case with all collectibles. Like, people will, like oh, this is, like, this special edition, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't care about that part. You were I care trying about to these specific parts, right? Much. Yeah, like... Yeah, and there's certain things that people care like in even in any collector market. There's certain things that some people care a lot about and some people don't. Yeah, you know? and there's a lot of that as well. So I think that's a, a good topic of the hunt. I think that's what gets a lot of people into it, whether it be collectibles or maybe it's just you know uh, good clothes at TJ Maxx or something. Oh, I think the hunt man. is something. I do think there's an addiction to getting good, good deals and people get ripped off sometimes. Absolutely. But now I'd like to do a quick discussion on cyber shopping versus in-person shopping. Okay, what yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, mine, I like to cyber shop. I, it's tough to cyber shop for certain things. And it's also like it's really tough in this day of age where it it makes more sense. Like, for instance, okay, a great example. Um, there was a while back. It, w- it had been multiple. I think it had been like a month or so since our last Dungeons & Dragons session. And I was getting really excited about the next one. I love trying to do this for you guys. And it's it. I, there have been problems in the past of me being prepared because I didn't have monster stats 
for y'all to fight. So I would have to like either Google it. It was, it was to the point that I had a lot of homework on my end and it made it hard to improvise stuff. And so to achieve a optimal situation, I wanted to get the monster manual. So you got a reference book online. Not even that. I went and bought it in person. And I'm oh. telling you, that by all means was a mistake. Because, like, I mean, just economically, it's a mistake. Uh, because, like, on Amazon, which I've mentioned in the past how much I dislike Amazon because of, like, many things, but I can't go there now because the list is too long. But one thing is, like, I could have gotten that for $28, and I spent 50 at Books A Million um, because I, part of the thing was is I needed it, like, the next day. And I went to the local game shop, which was probably going to be the place I could get it the best price, and they were sold out. And he was like, hmm. well, you could pre-order it, and we'll have it for you. And it, that you defeats know, the purpose. <laughs> and I was like, one, that defeats the purpose. I really need this by tomorrow. And um, and he was also like, well, I'll give you 10% off. And here's the thing, 10% off was still too expensive. And <laughs> it just kind of sucks that like I knew what I wanted. Like, If you know what you want and you need it, like – Online shopping is the best thing ever. That being said, buying everything from Amazon is a bad idea because if I wanted a Nerf long shot, no, if I wanted a Nerf long strike, sorry, a blaster that's been discontinued for probably about six years now, um, Amazon will try to have me pay $300 for it. And I'm telling you right now that blaster is not worth it because I had purchased one six years ago for maybe 25 to 30 and then I gave it away. And... I'm now that being said, past tense, past uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. That was a mistake, but I would rather hunt for it than pay three hundred dollars when you can get it on eBay for maybe thirty to forty, which is much more reasonable. Um, but you know, online shopping can be good and bad. Um, so know. that's one of the advantages of online shopping is that if you know something specific you want, it's a lot easier to check and reference a lot more places and get the best price. Absolutely. Online shopping is great for the consumer and is bad for business, but sometimes if it's bad for business, it deserves to be. But it does have its disadvantages. Like you said, typically shipping, uh, that's going to add into the cost sometimes. Also add into how long you have to wait to get it. And then sometimes, yeah, if, if you're not a savvy online shopper, you just go to Amazon, you may pay more than what you might in, even in the store. Yeah, and that was something I was afraid of with the Monster Manual. Because, like, it can literally – Amazon prices don't make a whole lot of sense sometimes. So, like, they can fluctuate, like, nobody's business. And, like, there are some times where, like, I found blasters for, like, $7. I'm sitting in this kind of that moment of just, like, oh, my God, I need to get this now before they realize their mistake. And then, like, I didn't have the money. And then, like, next thing I know, it's back to $30. I'm sitting there going, like, God dang it. Like, <laughs> like so mad at, you know, wallet for not having enough in it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, but wallet. There's also a level of trust with online shopping that they're describing it as the correct model or oh they're describing God. it accurately as in good condition or not if you're buying something used or old. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of trust with that. And then uh, I just like it's nice when you can go into a store and you can look at it, you can touch it, you can observe it firsthand because you know exactly what you're getting. This you know? is great in particularly, you know, secondhand firearm sales and um, – 
Honestly, nerfed. Well, actually, Airsoft was one that we ran into for a while because both of us followed that circuit pretty hard. And it's tough to make a decision on what kind of, like, uh, I'm going to use Blaster again because it's not a real firearm, but um, it's tough to make a decision on what your new primary is going to be when you don't know how it's going to fit on you because I think both you and I were surprised on the exact dimensions of a Thompson. Um, <laughs> it was a lot bigger than uh, you would think. <laughs> yeah, and it made it kind of tough for our scrawny asses to lug that thing around. I purchased, a like, an M249, like, Airsoft saw, which is like a big machine gun, like Small off one, of like, I think. and bro, that thing like it says fourteen pounds unloaded, like sixteen loaded, and I'm sitting there thinking like fourteen pounds, that's not too bad. But then when you put that hanging out in front of you, and you are also probably a hundred and ten pounds wet in high school, like bro, that thing was a tenth of my weight, and it was tough to aim. And it's like when you go to a store, even though it'd be more expensive, and also for us the nearest airsoft store was like. Th like two hours away um it was it's it it's better to try on things sometimes and this goes for like shopping for clothes online like because like especially like with retailers that are selling clothes that are made in china and stuff like that where sizing or really just internationally in general where sizing charts are completely different and it doesn't yeah. matter because we made up the sizing chart in the first place you'd think we, we could all agreed on the same freaking unit but it's but, not whatever you're accustomed to and yeah. then there's also like online, I hate when you like see a stock image of something. It's just like a picture of the generic thing. It's not the actual one because it's like, mm, it might be, it might not be, you know? Yeah, like that's happened, especially with Nerf. Like, it's like, oh yeah, the Nerf long, the Nerf long strike. And then I look and it's the Nerf long shot. And it's like, those are completely different blasters. Yeah, the difference is like L O N G S. A, uh, S, and then that's it. Yeah, that may be y'all's difference, but I'm telling y'all, this is like six years difference in development and et cetera, and it's like that's also very important in price. But also at the same time, like uh, shopping at stores, while it's more fun, like for instance, like uh, like trading card, again, like we have a trading card shop here in town, and like it's pretty kick-ass to go in there and just like look at cards under the counter and go like, I want that one, and you get it. But at the same time, like... Uh, when you're building a specific type of deck, you kind of need, I'm using Magic the Gathering specifically, but like if you need a specific type of deck and you know what kind of cards you want, it's easier just going like Amazon or MTG, whatever.com. Like there's plenty of card sites online and um, just order it and it just comes in like a discrete package and then boom, there you go. That being said, speaking of discrete packaging, if you want certain things, like maybe for your naughty bits, you also gotta like buy that online. Cause if unless you live <laughs> near like a starship or something, you're SOL. Not that I'm in this position, but I think like if we're gonna try to broaden our horizons on what kind of market we're appealing to, I'm just thinking it may be easier to order that kind of stuff off online when you were mostly Are anonymous. Are you suggesting a hardly habit? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it may be easier to purchase that kind of thing offline where even though your <laughs> your internet service provider definitely knows you made that purchase and so does Jeff you Bezos You get your own himself. VPN service. Yeah, like um, it may be easier to do that than to walk in to with your face, your real life face, and go into the local, I doubt there's a local ma and pa sex toy shop, but whatever, like, you know what I mean. Did I tell you, the I, other, when I was in Conyers, I delivered to a sex shop. Like, food. Delivered what? Food. Amazon? Or not Amazon. Uh, Outback. Outback. Like, they ordered it, and I'm sitting there looking at the address. I was like, no way. 
And I'm telling you, was it the workers? <laughs> it was on the workers. I'm just sitting there going like, wow. Like it I feel like that was just a prank. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. They were hungry, and those stores stay open for a while. And I was just weird. sitting there like, oh dear. Like it wasn't that bad. Not saying like I'm the way I'm saying it makes me sound puritanical, but like it's I, just kind of weird. It's just on this like I'm expecting to deliver to a house, not a sex toy shop. I don't but, think there's no amount of preparation you can do mentally <laughs> for the, that. One of the other advantages of shopping in person is if you don't know what you want, say this time of year when you're shopping for other people's gifts and you don't know what to get somebody, mm-hmm. you can stroll through the mall and find something and be like, oh, yeah, Josh. Oh, this reminds me of them. John Stamos would like this or whatever, you know? Yeah. That's one advantage of going in person. And then, I don't know, just uh, you know, looking at something online, yeah, you don't plan on buying it. It's kind of boring. But when you're in a store, you can look at stuff all you want. And then uh, it's kind of funny when the store owner's like, oh, are you buying this? And you're like, no. No. Nope. I'm not buying anything today. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. And, yeah, like. <laughs> but sometimes that can be awkward for people. So some people may rather look online. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember when I was working, when I was behind the counter, when I was on the force, um, I could tell. And, like, my managers were like, Cole, you need to address everybody so you can potentially get that sell because you might get them thinking about it. I'm sitting there going, like, no. I know good and damn well when someone's just walking in just looking at shit because I am that person, too, and I would much rather (laughs) die than be addressed. And, like, I'd probably be better at retail now than I was then. It was literally, like, my first job that wasn't, like, maintenance. or It was my first job where I had to forcefully communicate with people. So, um... I'd probably be better. As a previously retail worker, do you have any suggestions for? Don't go shopping. Or tips how people should treat the retail workers for the uh, upcoming season? Yeah, don't go shopping. (laughs) Do all your shopping on boycott shopping. Do it all online. Don't do it on Amazon. Don't shop. Don't buy any presents. Uh, Die in a shallow grave. No, I'm kidding. But it's If you go shopping on, like, Thanksgiving or something like that, do not say, I'm sorry that you're working on Thanksgiving because it is your fault. It is you, (laughs) the consumer. Who drives them to work. It is you, the consumer's fault, why You are physically picking them up in the Prius and driving them to work. (laughs) Yeah, like, it, it is just one of those, like, Oh man! Or just try, just try and think about just it. Just like, be cool. Don't don't go in and start a fight. Like Jesus. Like, oh, start fights. That that makes the day interesting. I mean, it would make a long shift interesting if you duke it out with your fellow guest. But <laughs> don't don't start a fight. With don't start employee. a fight with the retail worker. Yeah, start yeah, yeah, it with yeah, no, another no, no. customer. You're not paid enough to duke it out with our employees or our guests. Well, now that like, being if said, you, you if don't you rob a store, me. you'll just be like, take it. I don't care. You don't got to pay me nothing to fight a guest. I'll do it. But uh, it's it's because um, we had kind of a snafu um, yesterday specifically. This will date the episode, but um, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Starbucks was started to release a special cup, and it's they always getting a lot of trouble about their cups, man. We're always getting in trouble. Y'all just need to have some plain cups, bro. I'm tired of selling cups. If I could give you your cup of coffee in your palm of your hand and you just lap it up, I'd do it. But no, we can't do that because coffee's too hot. Y'all just pussies. But um, it's we. It was like a come to Starbucks and get like a second drink, like fifty cent or fifty percent off, and you get it in the special red reusable cup. And here's the thing. 
Oh, I thought you were talking about the decorations because everybody gets no, 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 Starbucks no. decorations. No, too. ours are pretty dope this year. If you hate our our decorations this year, shallow grave, you know where to go. But um, what are they? They just look like fire or something on a red cup. I just had one. No, it's like um, it's like holly, whatever. But um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's 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 just non discriminate holiday, whatever. Now that being said, the, the pe- cup. It's it the people who want it to say Christmas are gonna get mad. The people who don't give a shit who aren't going to give a shit. There you go. And um, and you know which side of the book I'm on. I'm behind the counter. I don't care. And um, I think there's a lot of people that care too much about the cups. Absolutely. But uh, this cup was supposed to be special, and it was literally only available this day. So can you imagine Oh God! how much horseshit we went through? Like, we were literally slam-jammed all day. And I, I walked into that store at noon. And I didn't get to see one of them cups because we were sold out at 9 a.m. And we wow. we heard about these cups all day because everybody's like, and, and at one point, like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I'm actually going to be real with y'all. I've been talking about how I've been on meds. I've been off for the past week. And, like, I've been doing okay. But as long as I don't talk to people, I don't get anxious about stuff because most of my anxiety comes from talking to people. Especially when people expect something from you, a la my job. A cup. Yeah, a cup. So the one drink I handed out, the absolute one drink. Because, like, I mean, sitting them on a cafe and going, like, Claire, you got a drink. Come on up. You know, that's fine. But, like, when you're handing it out there, like, this lady was like, oh, this was supposed to come in the special red cup. I ordered it that way. And I was like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. We have been sold out of those cups basically all day. Like, for at least, I looked down, like, it, for at least five hours. And she was like, oh, I wish the person who took my order would have let me know that. Because otherwise, I would not have ordered this drink. And I turned over, and I looked. And, like, the person who ordered it was a very good friend of mine who is one of my shift managers. And someone who knew good and well that them cups were out for five hours. So I, And I sat there, and I turned to that lady. And it's just one of those, you're not supposed to say certain things to guests. Um, because of the fact that, like... You're not really supposed to show sass to them, even if they're just down your throat, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and I and I turn and like this was like one of the, this was a multiple hours of just like, when I walked when I walked in, there were twelve cars in drive-through, and there was like people wrapped around our little center table to like order at the counter. And I hopped on and started making drinks, and I didn't stop. I didn't get a break. I mean, they tried to give me a break, but I was like, it's too busy. I'm just going to run to the back and drink this really quick. Chug some of our um, refresher juice straight, which our refresher juice is highly caffeinated. If you don't know that, get if you need something that you want, that you want to wake you up in a heartbeat, just get a strawberry refresher. Don't and do also it. make your heartbeat so fast it explodes. Yeah. All in one. Yeah, no. If you get it without water and don't get if you have a heart condition, for the love of God, do not. Um, but I did that. And that's the, that's the easiest way. It's better than espresso. And if you don't like coffee, it's easier to drink juice than otherwise. And um, so that's my little pro tip. But, yeah, like <laughs> this lady was like, yeah, I wouldn't have ordered it otherwise. And me, this is my craft. And I'm sitting there going, like, you're telling me I just wasted this drink? Whatever. And, and, I, and I sat there and turned to her. <laughs> and, like, the words I said to her were, quote, or the idea, it was like, ma'am, I have no idea how you ordered this drink then. Because we have been out of these cups all day, and I know that someone did not let you order this this way. Now, if you give us a moment, when drive through, like when I and I gestured to the person on drive through, um, I was like, when she gets done taking an order, we'll sort this out to figure out how we can help you. But until then, we'll be right back. And I shut the window in her face, 
and which I think was a pretty diplomatic way to say fuck you. But um, here's the thing: like I know it's it's just one of those things. Like if you're out of hamburgers, you don't order a hamburger, or like somebody doesn't let you order a hamburger, right? Because true, you're just, Dairy Queen's done that before. You're just gonna make yeah. They tried to, that with us. And that was ironic though. They're like, we're out of these burgers, but we had the grill burgers. And I'm like, what? What's the pray difference? Tell is the difference? <laughs> like, and they said, I don't know. And we still ordered them. And we still ate them, and they were good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, man, I'm just sitting there. Like, I was so frustrated because like, and and I think I handled that pretty well considering because I've handled things differently because I've had a guy. It was Easter come through drive-thru, get a caramel apple spice, which is basically just apple cider. If you like apple cider, get it. It's not caffeinated. It's pretty good. It's got whipped cream in it, and you should expect the whipped cream. And comes through drive-thru. That is kind of weird. Comes back in, into the building, and, like, comes up to the drink handout, and, like, he's like, hey, man, I just came through drive-thru and ordered a caramel apple spice. This isn't a caramel apple spice. And I was like, yes, sir, assure you it is. I just got done making it. He was like, well, it isn't, and he kind of like hands it, kind of like, like drops the like. Hold on, like, I assure you, it isn't. Like, and you know, plops it down. And I was like, and I literally like dead face because it's one of those like you have a customer service voice. This is a character you play. It is not your voice. It is not you. You have to put <laughs> on a mask because I'm telling you, the, the thing behind every. Almost every retail employee's eyes, unless they are a saint, is pure unbridled rage. And like, and I'm telling you, the thing that gets you hired is the ability to compartmentalize that away from you, and then just do your job. And and like the the ability to do that, uh, the your ability to do that makes or breaks your job. And I'm telling you, I'm good at it. But this, I'm good at that, and also like making drinks. And, and I enjoy my job. I don't enjoy the customers, but um, <laughs> I enjoy making drinks. They better get it and go, though. And, but, like, he sits there and, like, that, this isn't a caramel apple spice. Plops it down. And I literally, like, dead face, lean back. And I was like, all right, bud, what is it then? And then my shift came over and was like, Cole, I need you to take a break. Because, <laughs> like, I just made it, dude. I'm <laughs> I'm hired to do this, and I'm good at it. You're the expert, though. What's in that cup? And <laughs> I was shuffled off the floor. I'm telling you, I'm not the type of person to back talk anybody. So, like, I'm usually the person like, oh, yes, sir. Like, I'll take care of that. Whatever. Like, I've always been that guy. But it was like I was possessed for that moment of just, like, anger. And it was just like, all right. What is it then? <laughs> like, you tell me, bud. Get behind this counter. I'll give you my apron. Like, if y'all think if y'all think y'all know so much, you need to get back here and clock in because we need some experts, dog. But like, my best <laughs> advice is like, you know, if if someone is being rude to you, like I was to that customer, like I'm gonna be real with you, I was mad, I was rude. But that being said, if you're going in willing to start a fight, or you're just like looking for something, or it, like, I think you need to step back and realize exactly how many people just came in. And, like, there's nobody in this world, like, retail employment is not, air quote, difficult. You're not, like, getting shot at. You wish you were. But you're not getting shot at. You're not, like, navigating traffic. You're not, like, you know, it's not like you're doing super what is traditionally complex. You're not keeping people from dying. You know, stuff like that. Though customers sometimes act like it. Uh, like, it's one of those things that, like, it may not be physical labor it may not be i mean actually no it is mental labor 
it's also emotional labor because not everybody is able to just I mean you're talk. putting on a mask all day. Yeah, it is just basically going and it's like and and like teachers are always like, you know, I act like a babysitter, but like literally for the past 3 days we have had people come in with like 3-year-olds who are just screaming and we can't tell them to get out because like and and it's like, you know, obviously like with young parents, you're kind of caught in a in between a rock and a hard place between like if I'm too strict, people will think I'm abusing my kid. If I'm not strict enough, people will think I'm a lazy parent. So, like, I'm not knocking, like, parents for this. But it's just one of those, like, I am behind the bar, and I've been a, a, a week off my meds. And, like, we are also, all of us are extremely high-strung because we live, we are working in an environment that it provides us uppers for free. And by uppers, I mean caffeine. So we're all high strung and we're just trying to make it through because everybody wants this product. Like you think like at when I worked at Lucky Brand that people's lives depended on whether or not they had jeans or not. Like eh, because they acted like it. And it's just one of those like it's tough to do and it's one of like people should like mandatory military service. Like either you work in food <laughs> service, you work in retail service or you work as a janitor or something so you can become humble. And, and like learn, like, and and that being said, like, when we tried to do our proto episodes when I worked at Outback, I was much angrier and I disliked every guest that came in. At I want to be very clear, I am very happy at my job. There, are like, on the hard days it is hard, and on the good days it's good, and we have a lot of good customers. But there's a lot of there's especially when it's just like you get to that point, man. Like it's hard to convey that point if someone hasn't worked in retail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's it like my best advice is just like we're people too, dog. And I know you're a person. I'm just trying to get you your thing. I'm doing because like it does not serve. Do not assume that they're trying to make you mad because if you're mad, they have to deal with you longer. Like it is in my best interest to make sure it's right the first time. It just, yeah. Just like assume. Well, there is no reason for someone to get it wrong on purpose. Yeah, or whatever. absolutely <laughs> not. Like, just it. It makes no sense to do that because it makes you unhappy. It makes me unhappy. It makes my boss unhappy, and it makes my boss unhappy with me. And then, God forbid, if you go to corporate, like it. <laughs> it it's just one of those things. That, like, it makes more sense for me to make you happy. And if I you think, could just not talk to me in that meantime, I'm perfectly okay. <laughs> I think my advice would become in the form of a metaphor. When you're out there shopping this holiday season, stuff like that, you know at the end of the day when you're done shopping and you're just like irritated because you're tired of being around so many people 24-7, right? And then just imagine like you're on your way home. You make like a, you don't make like a traffic mistake, but you know, you don't go right when the light turns green or something. Someone honks at you and you're already irritated. You know, imagine that. That's what the retail worker's feeling. And he also is skipping out on, you know, spending time with family and all that. Yeah. So he can come and do this. So imagine yourself. You're in that situation. You're irritated. Someone honks at you because you didn't go right away at the red light or at the green light. Yeah. And you're just like, you're ready to fight. You're ready, you're ready to, to get fight. out of the car <laughs> and yell and fight, right? You might that's, be the that's how they feel. toast guy. You're about to throw hands. Who just honked <laughs> at me? And Yeah, and you so know that's, that's how they feel all You're day. entirely <laughs> right. Like, I don't think you've worked retail and I think you nailed it. Like it is, it is one of those. If you like, for instance, like we went to old Navy earlier and I was about to throw hands with some nine year olds, man, like, because they're just like in the way. And it's just one of those things is like, 
it's tough being a customer because yeah, you're surrounded by so many people, but just like imagine being stuck behind the counter and having to talk to every jackass who comes in and pray tell. Actually, no, there advice. Don't make the <laughs> oh, it didn't ring up. It must be free. We've heard it. We've heard it. We've heard it. It's to the point that if we say it, we're saying it ironically because we want to die. But it's um, it's. <sighs> I think it's just like you know. I haven't worked in retail. But I, I don't like shopping on Black Friday and stuff. There's, like, way too many people, and I get irritated at yeah. the end of those days. And, you know, you're just, like, a raw nerve. And it's, like, stuff that, like, just accumulates all day, and it's, like, little stuff that annoys you or whatever that you know is in no one's control. Yeah. Like, someone's taking forever at the uh, checkout counter because she got an item without a tag or someone's something. Someone's trying to pay and with that, a check or something. Like Yeah, and it's, it's it's no one's fault. It's out of your control, and yet it irritates you, and stuff like mm-hmm. that accumulates all day because you're around people 24-7. Or, like, some and you do get around annoying. talk about something, and it's like yeah. it is in our, like, prime directive to make each customer experience the best way it can possibly be. So it's not like you want to like all right kick rocks grandma we gotta like go through the line here <laughs> like i have to make a customer connection too i can't be too short with them so it's yeah like, and especially like your higher end stuff like starbucks they want to have good customer relations not necessarily running through the line now if you're mcdonald's they'll be like all right grandma nice hearing about your kid but you know yeah get out <laughs> like it's they'll call you grandpa it doesn't matter like uh it's it's really tough like i don't know how chick-fil-a does it man I absolutely <laughs> do not. Like, Starbucks is, like, I would say we're up there with Chick-fil-A in terms of just, like, you know, uh, we are known for, you know, being a certain way. But Chick-fil-A does it way better, I think. Or just, like, I've never seen a Chick-fil-A person mad. Um, not while on the clock, at least. I've seen so, plenty of mad Starbucks people. I think, I think this should wrap up this episode, and it gives me an idea – uh, for next week's episode, maybe we can talk about what makes a good working environment and stuff like that. Uh, why don't you let us know on Facebook if you want to hear that? So, go for it. Uh, yeah, if you want to hear that, then uh, comment on Facebook and stuff like that. And then also uh, make sure you vote on which one you think won, and then we'll uh, unveil the that in the yeah. next episode. Yeah. Uh, anything else we need to call out before we sign off? Um, Audible. Audible. Yeah, go check out Audible. Use our handle. Uh, I believe it's Audible slash Catch Up With Crab Legs. Yeah. Whatever. If you want to read uh, something we'll or have that someone read stuff. something to you. Um, yeah. I wish the player's handbook was on it. But, man, could you – actually, I don't. Cause could you, you wouldn't you be able to reference. That'd be annoying. <laughs> I don't know if you've actually, like, flipped through one of those books, but it's like, <laughs> at first level, you get this, 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 this. Flip to at this page. At second level, you get this. It's like, you know what Audible should do? Choose your own adventure books. We should see books. if Audible has it. Yeah, choose your own adventure <laughs> book. Someone's reading it to you, and they're, like, waiting for a response. Yeah. You need to pick It's almost out, like your phone. You need it's, to uh, – That's uh, – that's what those voicemails are. They're uh, Bro. it's Jeez. like press one for this. It's a choose your own adventure voicemail. Oh, uh, I mean that's what any of them is like. If you'd like to make a reservation, press one. If you'd like to talk to a manager, press two. That's just choose your own adventure. Just very mundane. Yeah. All right. So that's us uh, signing off. Vote on Facebook which pop tart you think won. We'll unveil it next week. Uh, tell us if you want to hear the episode about what makes a good working environment, and uh, check out Audible. Uh, so yeah, this is me, Cody. Yeah, and this is Cole, and uh, we'll um, talk with y'all later.